Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon and welcome to NGSBA's uh podcast program, Conversations on New Jersey Education, uh, a program designed to bring education issues uh, and education leaders uh, to you. Uh, and it's something that you can participate in if you want to. Uh, if you want to participate uh, and call into our guests, you dial 1-347-989-8904 and press 1, and that will let Mike, who is manning our switchboard, know that you have a question or a comment, and he will get your name and uh Put you up in the queue. So that's one three four seven nine eight nine eight nine zero four. Also, you can just log into our chat room if you want to and type in a, a question or comment, and I will forward it on to our guest. Uh, today, it, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, we have with us. Um, we're discussing a unique experience of the millennial board members, a, a younger board member. A lot of times, when we think of a school board member or any elected position, we think of someone maybe a little bit older. Um, and they come from three different districts, and uh, I think their experience is going to be very interesting. Uh, uh, so I'm going to introduce them first. I have uh, Adam Parkinson from West New York. Welcome, Adam. Hi. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. And Adam, uh, how long have you been on your board? Um, I first started in January 2014, um, and I've been serving as the school board president since 2016. Okay. So uh, that's Four years. Okay, and mm-hmm. uh, we have Brandon Pugh uh, from Morristown and also uh, NJSBA's VP for legislation. Uh, welcome, Brandon. All right. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to be here. And, Brandon, when did you come on your board? I've been on my board uh, for about six years now, and I've been our uh, state VP for almost two years. Right. Okay. So you're the... And, Rebecca, uh, you're from the uh, Carlsad uh, East Rutherford uh Regional High School District. Uh, welcome. Uh, and how long you been on your board? Hi, Ray. Uh, thank you for having me part of this discussion. I was inaugurated earlier this year, so this is my first year. Okay, so you're the newbie here, and uh, Adam and Brandon are grizzled veterans. So uh, as we go through here, there's only one rule. If anyone calls me Gramps, they're uh, put on mute. Uh, <laughs> I'll try not to then. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's tempting, though, isn't it? Uh, so uh, I, I do think, and actually I'll be kidding, when I was in college, I was on my town zoning board and I was on my town's council shortly thereafter. So I, I went through it as a young person. Uh, Adam, why don't we start with you? What do you feel is um, one of the things that's a little bit difficult as a young board member? Is it like balancing your your life? Yeah. I mean, um, first of all, again, I want to really thank New Jersey school boards for having this opportunity and you Ray, for uh pioneering this uh podcast i think that balancing uh these commitments that we're elected to do is difficult especially as a young person uh i could say that when i was in college it was um definitely a challenge to balance the uh the two positions out but um i was very fortunate at st peter's university have incredible professors, uh, administrators who were very understanding. Um, the dean of the School of Education where I was studying at St. Peter's, uh, Dr. Joe Doria, was actually a former Board of Education president in Bayonne. So having that support uh, really helped me as a college student serving on my school board. 
Okay, and you bring up a point because you're in college, and so you're you're actually at the beginning of your career. So, and college is not like a nine to five job. It's kind of like you're studying at night. You might have classes at night, uh, so it is more difficult, somewhat. Brandon, did you? Uh, I know you were in law school, too. So, I was, what about your experience? So I, I, I actually ran when I just got out of high school, and then I did undergrad and law school throughout it. Uh, I always, you know, it's a very rewarding experience being on a school board, so I never talk people out of it, uh, no matter how old they are, even if they're still in high school. I always just encourage them to make sure they know what they're getting into. A lot of times we hear, well, you have one public meeting a month, and that's really it. But I I tell them to be an effective member. You really want to be engaged in committees. You want to attend school events. Uh, So I think if people go into it knowing what the true time commitment is and they feel like they can balance maybe their work life, their college life, and the school board, it can be done. Uh, you should just go into it with, with your eyes open, knowing what you're getting into, rather than being blindsided by a large time commitment and not doing well in one area. I, I might add that's probably true for any age because I, uh, you, we all have other lives outside of our board experience. Exactly. Uh, Rebecca, how is how do you balance things? You're you're just new. Yes, um, as. They've stated, I'm actually still in college currently. So, um, you know, I went through the election uh, and I was in college and still in college. Um, I'm only 21. So, um, said Ray, balancing outside commitments really for any board member I feel is similar, although, you know, uh, more veteran board members that aren't in college might not have to go home at, you know, 10 p.m. after a board meeting and write a 15-page essay about Western civilization, of course, but um, but I, I, I believe it's pretty similar. So. And did any of you find that it helped you in college, uh, this experience, being on the board? Um, you know, you know, maybe in some of your studies, if you, probably, I guess, if you did like a political science or Something of that sort. Did, did anyone find it a beneficial, uh, a beneficial learning experience? I guess. I mean, I know I, I personally did. Um, so I was a political science uh, undergrad, and, and my final thesis paper was actually on training for elected officials. But I specifically focused on school board members. Uh, so I spent mm-hmm. a lot of time researching that. So obviously, I probably wouldn't have had any reference point if I wasn't a school board member myself, and it wouldn't have probably been a topic I'd even had considered. I know school board service for me, at least in that aspect, was was very helpful, uh, and it turned out to be something I was really interested in. Hmm. Uh, Adam, what are you studying? Uh, I was a elementary education major in undergraduate studies, Um, so it really helped out well. I'm now in my third year teaching in uh, Weehawken School District, teaching math. But um, it absolutely correlated with uh, what I was doing on the school board, and it gave me a very different perspective, um, being an education major, being on the school board, now being a teacher, being a former student in our school district. It really has given me a whole lot of perspective as to um, what happens in education. Okay. And Rebecca, what are you studying? I am studying history and political science, so a similar narrative. Okay, that's great. Um, you know what? Uh, I think you all did. All three of you come from the district that you serve on. Did you recently graduate from that uh, high school? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay, I, I assume that. So, uh, uh, Rebecca, I'll start with you on that one. You, because you're most recently out of your school, is. 
I, I'm sure that's probably a two-edged sword. It gives you a lot of experiences to what's going in, but it can make you uncomfortable. So um, what's that experience like? Because you, I'm sure on your board, well, I'm not sure, but uh, 100% sure, but I'm sure that you're one of the most recent graduates who was actually in that school as a student. Right. I'm actually not the most recent graduate, um, which is amazing uh, to have an, uh, a 19-year-old, uh, Zach Candiel, on our board. Uh, he might be listening, but um, it's definitely Well, free. tell him he can call uh, in. Yeah, yeah, I will. Um, it is definitely a strange uh, feeling to call or be expected to call old teachers or your old principal by their first names. Surely it's strange. Um, and to serve as a colleague to people, you know, that were your boss at one point. So, um, yeah. Okay. What about you, Adam? Was that a, how was that experience? Yeah, I mean, when I was at workshop this year and I was talking to a couple um, younger school board members, it really is the narrative of every single one of us. We have so similar stories, whether it's Musab in Jersey City, Jonathan in West New York, George in Kearney, uh, Reginald in Newark, Lisa in Newton, Anthony in Hapakon. We all have been product of our school district. And now we are fortunate enough to be serving that school district in a different capacity um, has been a crazy experience, to say the least. Um, and in, in West New York in particular, it's funny because even though I'm the youngest school board member, I'm also the most uh, senior school board member. I was going to say that because I looking at your board, you've had a, a turnover in the last couple, last few years. So, uh, so you've only been on four years, though, right? I started in 2014. Um, yeah. The following year, I had become the uh, vice president for the Board of Education, and then the year after that, I uh, became school board president in 2016. And, Brandon, what about you? Uh, what about your experience coming from the school district and then adapting to this leadership community leadership role? Sure. I'd say it really saw two sides. Ultimately, the reason I ran for the school board originally was because I enjoyed my district uh, so much. I saw it as an opportunity to just give back. Uh, I knew I was going to be local for, for undergrad, uh, so I saw this as a way to serve my community and make sure what I enjoyed in Morristown continued. Uh, at the same time, there are challenges. Uh, you know, Like Rebecca was saying, people that were just your teachers and, and were grading your papers and, and giving you grades, uh, now you're on a different side too, especially if you're going to be involved with maybe contract negotiations, uh, teachers that you may have had a friendly relationship with. Obviously, negotiations shouldn't be you know, hostile, but sometimes it can be slightly contentious, so it can be slightly awkward. Uh, and certain times, maybe you have to introduce a policy that staff may not always like, but you think is best for students. Uh, so yeah. it can be slightly awkward. I know uh, one year I had to vote down a budget, uh, and I know like our, our educational community or teacher staff wasn't necessarily thrilled by it. I was able to justify it. I think most of them saw that. But at the same time, there was some relationships that were a little strained because of that vote. So I think no matter how you vote, you definitely need to take into account you're doing what's best for students and, and deal with it yourself. And Rebecca, did you want to add something to that? I think you really hit the nail on the head. Um, it uh, it it's definitely more personal. Um, all of the issues are definitely more personal, especially still being a student. 
um, obviously not out of district, but um, but coming right out of um, experiencing those issues or advances um, surely makes it more personal and yeah. Um. Now, Brandon explained why he ran. Adam, why did you uh, decide to run for the school board the first time? So it was actually uh, a vacant seat on the school board. One of our school board members had chosen to step down, and there were uh, many candidates that were applying for the vacant seat. I was um, just graduated in June. The vacant seat was open in January. Um and I looked at my school board at the time, and I approached them, and I said, listen, I see that there are parents on this board, which is incredible, uh, educators on this, fantastic, community leaders, again, wonderful. But the perspective that too many boards are lacking is the perspective of the student. Um, there's no way that a board can function with all perspectives if you're lacking that perspective and that voice of someone who just graduated from that school system. I don't think that when we're making decisions in the best interest of our students, there's anyone better than someone who sat in those same seats as our students sitting in those same classrooms um, to make decisions for our students. Okay. And Rebecca, why did you run? Uh, really the same, uh, the same reasons. Uh, like I said, uh, the issues were personal to me and they're still personal to me. Um, I remember being a sophomore in high school and fighting for similar issues that, um, that we're still fighting now. So, and that was seven years ago, seven, eight years ago. So of course, um, like I said, the issues were very personal and, um, when you know the facts, it's hard to ignore um, and, uh, and yeah, I was approached and, uh, and decided to go from there. That's great. Um, you know, we were talking about, a, a you know, you're coming right from the school, all three of you, or relatively from the school. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're dealing probably many times with, vet, you know, we're talking about the teachers, you have veteran board members, you have the administration. Uh, did you feel you had to do a little bit extra or was it different for you to try to command respect just because of your youth? Was that something that you internalized, or was it something that was real? Uh, Brandon, we'll start with you on this one. Yeah, I, I think it was a little bit of a challenge to begin with. Uh, you know, I'd really heard two narratives when I first joined the board, and even when I was running, the first being you're just using this as a stepping stone to go to some higher political office, and the, two, and the second being that you're going to be here for a short period of time. You know, uh, I was – 18 running and 19 elected, that they're like, well, you're, once you start college, maybe you'll do this for a few months and you'll move on. Uh, so we don't really need to take you seriously. So I think it's really on your job, it's your burden now as a young school member to, to really demonstrate to your fellow peers now that you are an equal to them, that you need to also put the same amount of work in uh, and really be active. So I know even though I was 19, I want to show up to as many community events as I could, as school events especially. I wanted to prepare for all committee meetings. At the time, I joined a very veteran board with the next youngest person uh, in terms of board years being there for three terms. So it was, it was a challenge, but I think it's your, your job now just to show that, yes, you are younger, but you're going to do the same quality as work uh, as somebody that may be three times your age. Uh, and just to really be 
a calling to them. I mean, you don't want to come in sh- thinking you have all these great ideas. Chances are they've come up before. So you want to, you know, work with your, your existing school members and, and learn from them, and hopefully they're learning from your, uh, your youth as well. Hmm. Adam, what about you? Uh, did you feel you had to do a little bit to establish yourself uh, dealing with – because the world's not like your college world where most of them are your age or your professor's. Well, I, I couldn't agree more with Brandon. I think that as younger school board members, we definitely have to go and uh, take that extra step in proving to our colleagues that, yes, we're young, but we're mature. Um, when I first entered my school board, many of the uh, school board members were much older than I. And I still keep in contact with so many of them because they had such an influence on, on me whether it was the board president at the time, Bill Moreas, or our board vice president, Dr. Piscatelli, there were a multiple, multiple voices that knew what they were doing on our school board. As time passed, it was very interesting going from the person asking for advice to becoming that person who other board members were going to advice for. And, mm-hmm. um, it really has been an interesting experience how as long as you show uh, other board members respect and really try to work with everyone on your school board, you know, as, as young people, as millennials, we have that drive instilled in us that we want to get to work, we want to get things done. And I think that older school board members see that. And if you're willing to cooperate and willing to really work with everyone to find comprehensive solutions, you'll, you'll get the respect and um, be able to do just fine on your school board. And Rebecca, what about you? Uh, I know you have some very veteran board members on your board. Yes, yeah. Um, demand respect from uh, veteran board members. Uh, you know, when I came onto the board earlier this year, I was really greeted with open arms and it, it's more actually an internal struggle for me to, uh, to accept that I'm one of nine, you know, I, I'm, I'm one of them. So um, it, it actually takes the power of a veteran board member to, you know, uh, or it took the, the power of veteran board members to pull me and say, you know, you have an equal voice just as, just as I do, we're all equal voices. So um, really uh, a lot of admiration for the members of my board, the veteran board members of my board, who um, greeted us with open arms and accepted us immediately. Well, uh, they are right because all all the votes are equal. It's not like uh, you're 21 and your votes, it's half a vote and someone has more time and they get one and a half votes. They're not weighted. Right. Adam, were you going to say something? Um, right, I just had a follow-up follow point. I, okay, I, I definitely sympathize with Rebecca, and, and I understand where where she's coming from. Um, and I agree with her. I we, we I definitely needed the perspective of so many of the veteran school board members um, when I first got on. Mm-hmm. Let's do, you know, we talked. Uh, that's a challenge, establishing yourself, which to a certain degree I think all new board members have to do. Uh, and yeah. maybe you might 
so it's something that might be a little bit more magnified when you're younger. But is there an advantage to being young? Uh, we, we kind of touch on some of them, but what do you think is the advantage? And Adam, I'll go to you because you kind of think you brought more to the, uh, an experience to the board that sometimes is lacking. Yeah, sure. I think that there are multiple advantages of having younger school board members that are serving. I think that having that voice, having that perspective, of someone that just graduated from the school system um, is is really valuable. Having students come to you, I mean, so many times we have parents come to us with concerns, but a student feeling comfortable enough coming to you, giving their concerns, and uh, trying to find some sort of solutions, I think it's really incredible that people in my district students in my school district know who their school board president is. I, I, I think it's rare that our students know who our, our school board members are, but it's really something that makes West New York a larger community. It makes us a closer-knit family um, when not only teachers, when not only parents, but students can come up to you and, and give their perspective. And a lot of times, um, I've learned this as a teacher and from my experience on the board. Students really have very interesting perspectives on things. They have very interesting ways of finding solutions, and it's something that we really should be uh, in tune with. We definitely need to be listening to uh, even this next generation of leaders that's coming up um, to hear what they have to say because they have really incredible solutions to problems that we face. Uh, anyone else want to comment on that about uh, maybe the advantage to being a, a, a younger board member can bring to the, the board? Sure. I, I agree with Adam. I think uh, I, I wouldn't want to see a board of all of 18 and 24 year olds just at the same time. I would not want to see a board of, you know, people all from the, the same age uh, demographic and the same profession. I think having the diversity in the board is good, especially coming from a, you know, just graduating from the district, whether you're two months removed or you're even in high school still or a few years out, you're definitely going to have ideas that more veteran board members wouldn't. So, for instance, in, in my district, I was very passionate about making a formal student board representative uh, to the school board. It's just a position we didn't have that many districts had. I know that was something I was passionate about because I didn't feel like there was a clear way for students to have their voices heard. Uh, I mean, sure, they could come to the meetings once a month, but the average student's not going to do that. The average student is not reading our agendas and our minutes. So there's a way to have a connection to the student body, and ultimately, that's what we're there for. We're there for students. We're not there – I mean, the budgets are important, don't get me wrong, but making sure students succeed, that should be our number one goal. So it's very important to hear from the students. And not to mention, you also know what's working in your district and what's not. Maybe there's diff different areas where we're not spending money that maybe we should see from a student perspective or where we're spending that is not crucial. You may not be right in your assessment, but at least it allows you to ask that question to administration. Hmm. Uh, Rebecca, any other advantage that you thought having younger board members? And you have, a, as you said before, you have another board member who's behind you. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have to agree with both of you. Um, it is such a great advantage to have uh, members of the board who are all over the spectrum. Um, and I think that's what we're seeing now is, is, um, is especially New Jersey moving toward a more progressive uh, elected body. So um, 
yeah, like I said before, uh, these issues are personal to us. We lived through them. Uh, some of us are still living through them. So um, it's all about opening perspectives and uh, allowing uh, voices to come forth who were maybe being slighted in the past because, um, you know, because perspectives weren't being opened. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I want to go to one of the things that might separate your experience and your uh, from, say, someone who's a much more veteran board member who's been on, who's uh, you know, twenty or thirty years older than you, is your experience with technology. Um, is there a different? Is there a digital divide on the board? Say that how you get ex- want uh, information and you communicate as opposed to other board members. Is that something a little different? Uh, we'll start, Rebecca. You know what? I'll start with you this time. Sure. Um, I actually have to uh, disagree with this. Um, my board, mem- my fellow board members are very progressive in terms of technology and moving the district forward. Uh, you know, to a more technological future. Um, of course, maybe some terminologies are uh, not, um, you know, understood as as well. I guess as you know a millennial would understand but um but overall it's they're just wonderful they they really stand moving toward um again that more progressive um future ready school district they are all for it so i have to give that to them uh and do they uh communicate the same way as you do you think like you communicate a little bit more with um Facebook and uh, texting than they do. I know some of your board members that I know do use technology, but is there any divide there in terms of how you use it personally as a board member? Uh, Maybe one or two board members would prefer, um, you know, a phone call rather than an email. But, I mean, I'm I'm going to shout out Bruce Young. Uh, Almost every day I get a new LinkedIn uh, notification from Bruce. So that's <laughs> that he's using technology and you know and and uh, branching to some social networks that maybe a millennial wouldn't even use. So um, well, yeah, I, I really have. I, I know Bruce, and you're you are 100 percent correct. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandon or uh, Adam, what about uh, the view of technology, uh, both personally and in the district? Adam, I think your school's a future ready school, right? Yes, um, it was when uh, my superintendent and I uh, sat down. Our superintendent in West New York, I can't speak highly enough about her, Clara Brito Herrera, the first Latina superintendent that we've ever had. She lives in our town. She graduated from our school district. She brought a vision of STEAM education into our school district that we hadn't had before. Um, After we had sat down, I had I had explained to her how important it was for our district, a um, former Abbott district, a very urban district, a uh, minority majority district, to get a certification like Future Ready. I saw what was happening in our classrooms. I remember when I was a student and the transformations we've made in terms of technology uh, have occurred, and I, I I think that our board members are seeing what a big deal it is to gain this future ready certification. We just became a high performing school district. 
Um, and, and I don't think that would have been possible if we hadn't taken those initiatives with technology and, and being real innovative with our curriculum and what we do in our classrooms. And what about you, uh, Brandon? So I, I agree with, with both uh, Rebecca and Adam. I know something we're pushing heavily in our district is encouraging our staff and our personnel to use uh, the one-to-one -one devices we have for staff and for students. So what we're doing at the board level is making sure we're following that. And there's just some ways, because maybe being slightly younger that we've looked to use technology. I know I chair our policy committee. We're the first committee to go away from paper. And obviously, for those listening that are on their policy committee, you know whether you use school boards or stress SMA, you're getting a ton of paper. Uh, so we're fully using iPads now in our, our committee. That's something that hadn't been done before. It may sound like a small step, but in a, at least for our board, it was a bigger step. And now our meetings are, are paperless as well. I, I do want to bring up a, a couple other questions. Um, if you were going to give, uh, if someone was coming up to you and they're Rebecca's age, and she's the youngest one that we have here, or someone, you know, uh, and they want advice from one of you about, okay, I'm going to run for the board. Uh, what should I know as a young candidate? Uh, uh, you know, what would be uh, something that a piece of advice that we haven't really given to them yet? So, Adam, is there any advice you would get to someone who came up to you said they're maybe a college student saying, "I'm going to run for my board of ed"? What advice would you give them? The advice that I would probably give them is, you know, running for the board of education. I always think is fun. Uh, Campaigns—they're fun. Um, the tougher part is actually when you get elected. And, and you win <laughs> your actual That's the tougher part. Um, and I, I, I encourage people to really listen for the first couple of meetings. And this is what I did. I listened to the perspectives of people who knew what they were doing and really trust your team of administrators in your central office administration. If, if I added up all the years of experience our central office team has, it has to be over 100 years of experience in education. If while you're passionate and you have a whole bunch of ideas to um, really make change, listen first. Understand what's going on in your district and then shaping your ideas and your perspective based off of that to then really go push and find those solutions in that way, I think it really works out well and you can accomplish really incredible things on the uh, on your Board of Education. Uh, Brandon, you want to add anything to that? And uh, I didn't realize Please, campaign yeah, was so, so much fun until I talked to Adam. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I would say no matter how old you are, if you're in a high school, maybe you're a freshman in high school and you, you have your sights on being on your school board, I'd say start now. And by that, I don't mean go knocking doors saying, hi, I'm running for school board in four years. But your reputation, your involvement is key, as, you know, in particular if you're young. You don't have this establishment in the town of people necessarily knowing your name for as long. But if people in town see you volunteering for events, you're that person that's always out there, is just willing to help no matter what it is. Maybe you're volunteering for a school board committee and you're not getting the fame and glory of serving in that committee. It's just people seeing you want to help and you want to be engaged and you have history of that rather than just showing up at a high school saying, you know, I don't really know what's happening. Uh, I don't know what the school board does. I've never attended the meeting. I mean, don't get me wrong. That's okay. Some people do that, but it is helpful if you come on at, at least following what's happening. And I think ultimately voters respect that. I think if you can say I've been a 
involved in town. I really love this town. I'm committed to this. Uh, I think you'll definitely be more successful in your election. Mm-hmm. Rebecca, you want to add anything to that? Sure. Um, I, I could not agree more with the both of you. Um, the one thing I would add is uh, the one thing that I tell every uh, young person or even someone who might be a little bit older than me but still a millennial is that Rome was not built in a day. You know, that's that's really what it all comes down to. And, you know, uh, like you said, uh, like both of you said, um, you have perspectives and you know, uh, you know, what your issues are and, and uh, maybe you have certain ideas on how to solve them, but um, come onto the board and listen. Listen to more veteran board members. Understand where uh, maybe executive session uh, discussions happened and maybe you'll have an explanation as to why, um, you know, someone was let go or, you know, any, any issue under the sun that you have. Um, sometimes can be explained by executive session. Uh, so uh, education is really a big component in, in new, really any new board member coming onto the Board of Education. Um, we're, we're speaking with three uh, young board members, Adam Parkinson from West New York, Brandon Pugh from Moorestown, uh, and Rebecca Cruz from uh, Carlsad East Rutherford Regional Board. I, I, should, I would like to add that uh, even though they're, they're kind of agreeing with everything, their three districts are kind of – they're not similar districts. Uh, Adam mentioned that he's uh, up in Hudson County, uh, more of an urban district. Uh, Brandon's district's in South Jersey and Burlington County. Well, I say it's South Jersey. I, People from uh, other parts of New Jersey <laughs> might say it's not, but that's a that's a whole other podcast. Uh, but I'm it's a K twelve district, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Rebecca's in the regional high school district in um, uh, Bergen County. So you, your experiences are all very similar, and your thoughts are similar, but your districts are not necessarily sim- similar. Um, so I find that very interesting. And uh, let's talk about being a uh, you know your your community leaders by serving on the school board, but uh, I know, Rebecca, you're new, so it's a little bit more difficult, but Adam and Brandon, you have had leadership positions uh, uh, both at the local district level and Brandon, you with the state association. Um, were you surprised how easily uh, – how did you get to the leadership position? Now, Adam, I know you're more of a veteran board member now on your board, but uh, you're still uh, – you're not that – you're still young. Um, so how did – you know, did you maybe – as um, as Rebecca said before, maybe some of your you internalize some of those obstacles, and they weren't really there as a young board member. Um, I, I think that one of the biggest things that I personally learned when I immediately started on the board of education was get involved in your county school board association and the state school board association. I am very proud to be the Western representative for the Hudson County School Boards Association for a number of years now. And I think that's what really can expose you as a newer board member to understanding how Board of Educations work. Um, No one, when they first start off, no one has the experience, unless you've been on the board previously, of what they're getting into. Um, So, If you, as an individual, take the responsibility and choose to 
be part of the New Jersey School Boards Association. Get involved in your county school board association. You get that knowledge and you get that leg up that you can really bring back to your school board members. And with that, you are able to then express uh, views on certain issues. You're able to find different solutions for problems that have been troubling a school board for a period of time. So I think that's where other board members um, saw me and said, okay, this is someone who, yes, he's young. Um, like Brandon, I was on my board of education when I was 18, 19 years old. Um, yes, he's young, but, you know, he can he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. That's interesting because you, you did take the extra steps to learn. Uh, Brandon, uh, I, I would guess you would probably concur with that. I, I agree 100%. Uh, I think I wouldn't let your involvement outside your district sacrifice your commitment to your district, but if you're able to balance them, you know, along with everything else that's going on, I cannot recommend enough getting involved in your county association. I, I, you know, I love being a state vice president now. It's really a highlight of my professional life so far. Granted, it's short, relatively, uh, but being involved in the county was awesome. I love being a, uh, you know, a county president. You're interacting with the districts that are around yours that are like yours to a certain extent, and you're helping them do programming. Not to mention, you're learning a lot yourself. I came on the board knowing certain areas about being on a school board. I, I love the law side of it. So I was relatively weak on contract negotiations and, and budgeting to a certain extent. So the school boards association, the county and state level, allows you to, to find those programs. Not to mention, uh, school boards have so many resources. If you're maybe slightly hesitant to speak to some of your existing board members because you don't want them to perceive, perceive you as you know, not knowing something you think may be basic, call your field service representative. Call the attorney uh, on staff at the school board association. There's one every day. They're there to answer your procedural questions, your legal questions, or even Ray. If you want to get involved, call Ray Penny. Uh, you know, yeah, Ray is master getting right? people involved. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, I, I got to suck up to the host a little bit here, Ray. But yeah. you know, Ray will be involved in the legislative committee. You name it. There's well, all that involved. And there's we programs. already have Adam coming on. He doesn't know it. But if we, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> excuse me, um, Re- Rebecca, I, and I've seen actually uh, – I've seen Rebecca out there um, going to county meetings. Do you feel that showing that extra effort? Uh, and I think Brandon picked up a good point. If you start to learn yourself and you uh, have knowledge, because everyone, no matter what their age, their first year on their, their board is their first year on their board. Um, so, you, you know, you could have been a parent. Uh, you could be working. But did that help you uh, trying to learn, go to county meetings and other stuff? Are you talking to me? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, uh, definitely. Um, the first year being a school board member, I, I definitely wanted to learn more. Um, and, uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm definitely interested in getting more involved on the county level, um, going to the board meeting, or um, go, rather uh, the county meetings, rather, um, has been – such a blossoming educational experience, uh, and I, I look forward to continuing to going to these meetings. And I guess it's good to network with people from other districts. That's a learning experience in and of itself uh, mm-hmm. for, for anyone. Uh, we're getting actually uh, towards the end, so I'm going to 
go around. Is there any uh, final piece of advice or thoughts you have on this that we haven't touched on? Uh, Brandon, why don't I start with you? Yeah, so I, one final thing. I think it's going to apply to school members no matter their age, but in particular for younger board members. It's just the value of finding a mentor, maybe one in your district and one outside. I know I relied on our then vice president, who's now on the state school board, Kathy Goldenberg, and then externally I relied on John Bellina, former past president. Both of them were instrumental in helping me you know, better understand what's happening in Morristown than also trends in the state, uh, you know, realizing that you're not going to know everything. Um, so it's helpful for them to learn from you and from you to learn from them, which is great. That's that's interesting. Um, Adam? I think any, that uh, – Final um, thoughts? I, I think that this is a, exactly uh, what, as, as New Jersey school board members and as school board members and throughout the state, um, we should really be doing. I mean, th- this podcast, I think, is – something that is new for the school board association and it's new for us as uh, school board members, but this networking ability um, ha- has really been a, a a pleasure getting to know school board members who, like Brandon said, you, you can go to for advice. And it's always important to have those relationships with younger school board members outside of your district. I have grown as a school board member because of the relationships that I've made outside of the uh, local school board. It's important to have the uh, opinions of the people in your local board. I I mean, personally, I wouldn't be able to get um, half the stuff done if I didn't have people like uh, Jonathan Castaneda, another millennial school board member in West New York, things done on my school board. But Brandon hit the head, the nail right on the head when he said that um, you need to find people outside of your school district too to talk to, bounce ideas off of them. Um, and that's why the school board association and the county association is really something that's uh, something worthwhile. Any uh, final thoughts from you, uh, Rebecca? Anything that we haven't covered or do you just want to add anything to what people said? Yeah, I I definitely have to echo uh, what Brandon and Adam said. Uh, I'm lucky enough to have uh, a wonderful mentor. Uh, My actually my aunt Debbie uh, Deborah Zoller. She's a master board member. She's been on the board her board for before I was born. (laughs) Not to hate her, but but yeah, I I definitely have to reiterate said and um and networking is so important and talking about being on the board and um and talking about being an elected official and making it um not such a taboo subject okay well i'd and, like to thank and right you mind if i say one final thing no uh, you can say whatever you want well no you can't i'll be, I'll be very fast i promise and i don't want to speak <laughs> for the you know rebecca and adam but i think still the most helpful thing for me was reaching out to somebody young on their school board so uh, I know for anybody listening, I'm happy to field questions. I imagine, you know, they are as well. You know, speaking with somebody that's younger and just bouncing ideas and questions off of them, if you're considering running, call us, email us. Uh, I think it's a good resource. Uh, and <laughs> if, you, if you don't have their information, contact me, and I'll forward you on to those three and others. Uh, so I'd like to thank the three of you. Uh, and for those listening, you can always uh, follow us on Twitter and Facebook uh, or my personal Facebook page and Twitter where I – 
push this out too. Uh, so I'd like to thank you, uh, Adam, uh, from uh, West New York, Adam Parkinson. Thank you, Adam. Thank you. Uh, and just a little shout out to Adam. This was his idea, or at least the, the topic was his idea. Uh, thank you, uh, Brandon, uh, once again. Thanks for having me, Ray. And Rebecca, uh, last but not least, thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. Okay, everyone have a good afternoon. You too. Take care. Enjoy your day. Bye now. Bye. Bye.